Hey guys, welcome back to Double Dose. We're going to go straight into our crazy stories for the week. Taylor, what do you have for me? Okay. Mine, I don't know if it's that crazy, um, but when I was in Melbourne last week or the week before, mm-hmm. um, I was filming okay, for cool. OnlyFans mm-hmm. and we had like, I don't know, not mustn't have had long until we were meant to check out. Anyway, we're filming, whatever, and then the phone's ringing and they're like, hey, like, when are you guys leaving? And we're like right in the middle of the deed. People are knocking on the door to check if we've had anything from the mini bar. And I was like. You're still filming. You're like. Yeah, it's in the mid- video. <laughs> on, on. Did you send it out? Yeah. Like the, Oh, my God. That's it, good. It kind of made it sell a bit better. It, I was going to say that is a good selling point. Yeah. Because. It's risky. People like that. They like, do oh, that's like naughty. That. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> what have you got? <laughs> okay. So this story is it involves the police again. But okay. guys, I don't always get in trouble with the police. <laughs> <laughs> so this was like, it was actually like a year ago and I was really, really drunk and I was coming home again? from- Again? Oh my God, <laughs> I need to stop drinking, guys. <laughs> so yeah, I went out and then I was in an Uber and it's actually kind of scary. So I arrive home and I haven't spilt anything. Like I'm, I'm quite drunk, but I'm with it. You know what I mean? Okay. Like I know what's happening. Yeah. And we arrive at my house and- the Uber driver locks the door and I'm like, excuse me, like, hello, I need to get. And he's like, no, you're not allowed to leave because what? you spilled a drink in my car. And I was like, what? What drink? I'm not holding anything. I don't have anything here. And he goes, like, points at a stain on his um, seat that was obviously already there because I haven't done anything in his car. And he's like, there's a stain right there. You have to pay me money um, or I'm not going to let you out. Were you in the back? I was in the back seat, yeah. So he's, like, turning around to point at some Yeah, 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 yeah. And so – and the stain's next to me. And I'm like, okay – um, well, I'm not going to pay you because I think he was asking for like $100. And I was like, I'm not going to pay you $100 for a stain that's not mine. And he's like, well, otherwise I'm going to go through the Uber app and um, I'm going to show that you have this. St- you know how you can do it through the yeah, app? Yeah, like, they, re- like kind of report someone or something like that. Yeah, and it's like $400. And I was like, what? And so I was like, you, what do you mean? It's like, so I basically had the option of like, I either go through the Uber app, pay him $400 or he locks me in his car until I pay him $100. And he refused to let me out of the car. And I kept like trying. And then, um, yeah, he basically made me transfer him $100. You did it. I did it because I couldn't get out of the car and I didn't know what to do. And I was drunk. So like I didn't, I wasn't really thinking, but like also what, what could I have done? And I was scared as well because yeah, I was like, if this guy's so like locked me in his car, what's he going to do next? If I say no to this, is he going to like, you know, try something on me or force yeah. me to do something I don't want to do? Like I was scared. So I transferred in the money. He let me out, which is lucky because he might not have. Yeah. That was risky too. He could have got the money and you. Yeah, exactly. So it was really scary. And then um, I got out of the Uber. I ran inside. I locked the door and I woke my mum up. I told her what happened. And then we obviously reported it to Uber. But Uber couldn't give me back the money because it wasn't through the app. Yeah, because you just transferred him. Yeah. But they did. They reported him and removed him from the Uber service. And um they gave me like a hundred dollar voucher or something, which is, you know, that's we'll take it. Yeah, that's we'll take good. It. Yeah, but that is what happened. That's what, like made me feel scared. Yeah, I know. I, I was well, sorry. Mine are always really heavy. <laughs> but yeah, I think Annie's won at this one. Yes, lucky. Okay, now it's your turn to take the shots. No. <laughs> oh my Thank god! Thank you. Don't spill it on the white couch. 
Do you want me to like hold it or something? Maybe I should like move this away for a second. Yeah. yeah. Don't get that on there. <laughs> I'm scared. Oh. 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 Whoa. Holy moly. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tell it's going to be drunk. You actually took that like a champ. What? That one was worse than the first. <laughs> it smells awful. <laughs> I'm glad that wasn't me. <laughs> That's right. I deserved it after three episodes. Yeah. About time. I don't know how I'm going to talk about anything else now. <laughs> what do you mean? My insides are burning. Oh, shit. <laughs> so opening up the sealed section segment. Juicy. Juicy. <laughs> Today we are talking about the pressures of social media and how it affects our body image and the way we view ourselves, I guess. Yeah. So Taylor, how has social media affected you? Okay, I have actually been on quite a journey with what I expose myself to, who I follow, what I see, like how that's made me change my habits and what I do. Um, A couple of years ago, I was, I think, I don't know, I feel like I'm just as into my fitness now, but I was completely different back then. Um, I did have a coach. I was looking at bodybuilding. I um, lost a lot of weight. Yeah. I was maybe like seven kilos lighter than I am now. Mm -hmm. And I had abs and I was like, I'm going to go on stage. Like I look so good, but I had abs and that's it. Yeah. I had no bum. I lost my period. I had no sex drive. I was so depressed Yeah, because I wanted to look like these girls that I was seeing on social media. Mm -hmm. And I used to follow all of the big bodybuilder, like bodybuilder girls in the industry. And yeah, one day when I, decided not to go through with that I unfollowed probably 80 to 100 accounts yep. got rid of everyone unfollowed like coaches anyone mm-hmm. who was sort of pushing this kind of stuff and I fell off a little bit for a while and then as I've picked myself back up changed my diet like mm-hmm. I now eat completely vegan instead of being like oh chicken 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 protein shake yeah all of this stuff <laughs> um and now I guess my social media has changed to like being strong and being healthy yep. and I'm very big on having your cycle back and having your period 100%. healthy. And now I'm like, I just want to have a big bump and look yes. sexy and like look like a woman yeah. pretty much. And it's interesting that how that view has changed because like, you know, yeah. 10 years ago I feel like I wanted a thigh gap and I wanted to be super slim. Yeah. But now you see, you know, like Kim Kardashian, all these like curvy women in yeah. social media and you're like, oh, should I get a BBL? Or like, you know. know, it's like it's changed. I remember vividly when I was maybe 16, 17, being in my bedroom googling five minute ab workout yes, on youtube I did and that i'm laying too. on my bedroom floor yes i'm like mom don't come in yeah. <laughs> and having a thigh gap and i yes. didn't have a thigh gap when i was like 16 to 18 yeah like yeah i don't know but it was such a big thing and it's like why yeah why did we it's tumblr i remember tumblr yes that's like that was the devil for me. That's what started like my eating disorder and my <sighs> disordered eating. I used to see, you know, like you see those really skinny girls, and there was like that pro Anna phase. Have you? Did you hear about that? No. So it was like pro anorexia, where there would be these accounts dedicated to anorexia and being skinny and having your ribs out and like really skinny legs and like eating five so grapes toxic. a day, and it was so toxic for me. And I used to see that and be like, well, I have to do that if I want to look like that, and I want to look yeah. like that. Then I that's what I'm going to be like these do. girls. Yeah. That's so bad. So bad. And like it's, it has evolved. Like obviously mm-hmm. it was Tumblr and then Instagram. And I feel like it still is Instagram. Instagram for sure. Yeah. Because TikTok's actually like you actually see a lot more of people's personalities and stuff, which is actually I feel like a step in the right direction. Yeah. 
but Instagram is very toxic. People edit their photos and and the yeah. explore page, you have no idea who or what is going to pop up. No. And something like a before and after photo or <gasps> someone's body is always going to catch your eye yes. and you're probably going to click on it. And 100%. You have no idea what that can, I guess, do to your brain subconsciously. Yeah. Well, it's actually interesting what you said, how you unfollowed all those um, accounts. I did the same thing. When so I good. made the choice like two years ago to fully recover from my eating disorder, I was like, I just need to unfollow all this like super slim models and people that I follow on Instagram and I need to follow really healthy like – I don't know, people like that are influencers that are really into health and fitness and recovering from eating disorders and all yeah. of that. And that helped me so much. Like, honestly, it was the best thing I did. And that's really what kickstarted my journey into recovery. The biggest thing is knowing that you have control over what you see. Like, yes. Even if it's someone who you think is a friend or someone who you would normally aspire to be like, it's okay to I guess, hide their posts yes. or unfollow them. That's 100%. all right. It is that's okay. your if, social media. Yeah. And if you, you what I always preach this, you've got to do what's best for you at the end of the day and what's best for your mental health. And yeah. you've got to put yourself first. Yeah. I wish I knew that when I was Same. younger. <laughs> Not <laughs> <Me> at 25. <laughs> Not being a people pleaser and trying to make everyone happy. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think influenced you the most when you were going through puberty, I guess, in relation to your body image? Yeah. I feel like for me, it was the Victoria's Secret show. Really? Yeah. I was like obsessed with these models. So beautiful. Yeah. I mean, they're gorgeous. <laughs> but I, because I'm quite tall and I think when I was younger, I always wanted to be a model when I was older. Yeah. That's like, you know, age 14, 13, 14, that's what I wanted to be. So I used to like avidly watch the Victoria's Secret show every single year. And like, obviously these women are beautiful, but they are very, very thin. Mm-hmm. Some of them I definitely think unnaturally so yeah um but I used to watch it and be like I want to look like them one day I used to I had posters of them all over my bedroom wall that was like my inspo my inspo or whatever and yeah I just became obsessed I used to watch what I eat in a days with like Miranda Kerr from the models from the models and then I would try and eat exactly what they ate and then they would do their little workouts and so I'd do their workouts like just to look like them and um that was like when I was like 14 because I started like I got an eating disorder when I was like 10. I've recovered from that when I was 12. Yeah. And then what kickstarted it again was back into it. Victoria's Secret. It's yeah. so crazy that people don't think I used to watch it too. Yeah. Um my mum would put it on and I would watch it and it's so I guess scary to think of how that subconsciously affects you. Yeah. And I guess our parents or anyone who is a parent and has daughters or even sons too, they don't think like, oh, this show or this toy or this thing is going yes. to want my son or daughter to want to look like this no, yeah but I did want to talk about what I eat in a days actually yes because I see so many because mm-hmm. I'm just interested yeah but f- working I guess in social media and mm-hmm. having my whole life on there what I post is the smallest smallest part of my day yeah so when I think okay this is what this person ate on this day but she's not eating that every single day of the year yeah like it's people follow these 10 second TikToks. yes when it's really just curated for TikTok. Exactly. It's like not real. aesthetically pleasing. Oh, this is super healthy and whatever. But another thing is I watch some of them and I'm like, oh my God, they've got hundreds of thousands of likes or like views or whatever. And I'm like, this is not healthy. People should not be eating this no. way. That is not enough food. And all those people that are liking this, are they going to then go and try and eat that way as well? And like everyone's got a different height, a different body weight, a different calorie need. And it's just really scary to be putting that on the internet for young girls to copy. And they never say this is just what I ate on this yes. random day. No, yeah. they make it seem like I follow this Everything. exact diet to look like this. No, and I know. as a young girl, I would probably look at that and be like, this is what I need to eat every single day. Yeah. To that's look what like I did. that person. Yeah. 
It's really toxic. So toxic. I think like as creators, we just have to be so aware of what we're posting and putting out there. Like we obviously want to share our lives and and everything, but there's a point where you've really got to think, okay, how is this going to affect someone watching this? Yeah. And then put it into perspective from, yeah, when we were younger and try and think, okay, would this have affected me in a bad way or a good way? It takes a really strong kind of influencer, if that's what you want to call mm-hmm. us, to be like, you know what, I have ate really, really bad today, but it tasted good. So yeah. I'm going to post my donut and I'm going to post my yes. fried food and who cares? Yeah. I enjoyed it and I'm having fun. And tomorrow I'll go back to, I guess, making better choices. Yeah. But people, I guess, get so scared of the backlash Mm -hmm. if you choose to post something that's not seen as healthy. Because it could be seen as, oh, well, you're promoting something unhealthy. Yeah. But it's like, well, balance is healthy. Balance. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we want to have. Yeah. It's tea time. Okay, guys, we have a very good one for you today. Let's get into it. So this anonymous person has sent this in. T is after three years of begging for marriage counselling and four months on the wait list for an appointment. Our session this morning was terminated because my husband has dated the psychologist. The worst part is she didn't say anything and tried to continue the session. It was only him interrupting and saying, we have dated. And it took me saying there is a conflict of interest and I'm not comfortable continuing for her to leave the room. And all I could hear was her laughing with the receptionist. So unprofessional. This, oh, sorry, in the moment was so humiliating and distressing. My marriage and family is on the line and we cannot afford any more delays. There is also this issue issue that every woman I meet who knows my husband has some level of history with him and I've been dealing with this since 2015. There was no support at all. Such a traumatic experience by people claiming to understand people with ADHD and ASD and low self-worth. I literally told her I'd been screamed at so bad this morning my ear was aching and she just laughs. I'm so disgusted. There is so many things to in unpack. this yeah. that make me want to say he is not the one. No, definitely not. Like 100% you can take that away. Yeah. That, I mean, it's he's, not it's not that simple, but he's just not the one. No, no, yeah. Like... <laughs> What? But like the fact that how, why is it that every single woman that sh- this woman has met has some level of interaction with her husband? It's almost like he still wants to keep these kinds of girls that he's been with on his radar yeah. because otherwise why would they even come into contact with your partner? Yeah, I agree. It's weird. And I mean, let's not talk about, I mean, which we should talk about how unprofessional the psychologist Client is. Client confidentiality. Yes. Where's that at? But like just laughing, like you're meant to be the professional help that's meant yeah. to like reassure you and help you. And that, yeah, she's humiliate, humiliating her. It's that The guy is giving me the ick. If, yeah. If, if that happened and you're going to an appointment with your partner and, oh, you know, he, she's here to discuss our issues mm-hmm. and you guys have been together, you'd at least want to, I mean, maybe you walk away from the session and don't do the session, but you'd at least want your partner to be like, this, this, this happened and that's all it was, it's in the past. But he still seems very weird, yes. which makes me think there's still some kind of sexual chemistry I with agree. the therapist. I agree. It seems off to me. And this woman's obviously deeply hurt by this. I and would be. That's Bad. Yeah, it is bad. It is bad for so many reasons too because, I mean, she's got to deal with her husband and got to deal with the fact that the psychologist was unprofessional and treated her very rudely. That's so That's, embarrassing. It's meant to be your safe space. When you go to your psychologist appointment, you're meant to feel safe and secure and, yeah, she's not meant to laugh at you. And also if 
if that was me booking something so serious for my partner and I, I would tell him who we were going to see. Yep. So he would have, this is the name of the psychologist yes. we're going to. Wouldn't the partner then go, first of all, she should be comfortable enough to tell him who they're seeing. And then he should go, hey, that's not appropriate. I've actually slept with her. Let's find another therapist. Yes, they 100%. Don't have good communication. No, there is he no. needs to go. But I also like just saying that, and this is a bit of a generalization, so I'm sorry, but sometimes men don't listen. <laughs> so <is> true. sometimes. <laughs> And so maybe she did try and tell him. Maybe she did say the name of the psychologist. Maybe he wasn't listening. Maybe he doesn't care enough. You know, I feel like with me in past relationships, I've always been the boss. I've organised everything. I book dinner. I do this. I do this. So maybe she did just book it and was like, we're going to this psychologist. And he didn't know the name and it was a shock. I just, I don't, I don't even know what I know. to say. And then the yelling before the appointment. Yeah, I mean. He's not keen on sorting things no. out if he's starting an argument with you or Maybe he didn't start it. But if you're arguing right before you're about to go to marriage counselling. Yeah. Yeah. And she said it's dire. Like this was desperate. We need to save our family. Like if it's gotten to that point, it's probably too far yeah, past. I think it's a little bit too far gone, yeah. which is sad, especially if I think she said they have a family yeah. and lots of things riding on it. But uh, yeah, I think it sounds like she's not very happy. In he's, relationship. he's probably just not ready for that kind of commitment if he's still yeah. keeping tabs on people that he's been with or introducing you to people he's mm-hmm. been with yeah he's not ready for the no what she wants no 100 percent. yeah yeah welcoming our third guest to the show kenzie greaves hello hey how's it going good we're so excited to have you yeah thank you for having <laughs> me <laughs> now a lot of people are probably going to notice the accent Yes. I don't think it's that strong. Come on. (laughs) Where are you from? I'm from New Zealand. How long have you been here for? Um, I've lived in Australia now for probably six months. Yeah. Australia for six months? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, pretty fresh. fresh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Is there anything you miss from New Zealand? No. No? Not yet? Uh, To be honest, the only thing I miss is probably, one, we don't have anything dangerous like spiders like really? The, well, we do have spiders, but nothing bad. You could go camping and sleep on the floor. You're not going to get eaten by a snake or really? – Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's really crazy. And, like, no sharks in the ocean, so you can go surfing. Oh, my God, that's pretty So good. the nature, very good, and it's beautiful, but yeah. I don't miss anything else apart from that. Yeah. It, what made you make the move? To be honest, I've wanted to live in Australia since I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but mainly when I got older, it's the lifestyle, mm-hmm. like yeah. the opportunities for, like, fitness, work, jobs, like anything, and the weather – and I've always wanted to live near the beach. Yeah. I've never had the privilege of living near like beautiful beaches. Yeah. So it was definitely that. Yeah, that's so fair. So you moved to Perth first, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. And, and you didn't like it? No, I hated it. Oh, and so what was it about Perth that you weren't? Well, if I'm honest. <laughs> Be honest. Yeah, we want honest. Okay. Well, if I'm honest, I actually had all my – anyone who knows me knows I had all my flights, my house, everything booked for the Gold Coast. Yep. But I met a boy – Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Met a boy. Um, we hit it off really well, but it was just mainly the thrill of it being long distance. Okay. But he lived in Perth and I don't do long distance. Like, yeah, right. If I'm in a relationship, I want to be able to go out for dinner whenever, yeah. hang out. I just I don't give a shit about long distance. It's not for me. Yeah. So I visited it. I thought it was pretty. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give up all my hopes and dreams and move to Perth. With, with this guy. With this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and... We, I moved in with him because I couldn't find a house and we'd mm-hmm. only been dating for like a month. Wow, okay. Very fast, the thrill wore off. I was not attracted to him at all. Nothing was oh. there and Perth just, there's nothing there. Yeah. There's nothing going for me there. I had no friends, no opportunity. 
apart yeah. from him, there was nothing. Yeah. I feel like it's really beautiful. But it's other than beautiful. that, it's beautiful. Like the beaches are incredible. Yeah. But other than that, I don't like big cities. The people were a little bit snobby, not going to lie. That like, I found out when I went if there. If you didn't go to school with them all, you weren't invited in their group. You're they weren't the very, clip. like, not nah, too bad. You know, yeah. you're from New Zealand. Uh, it's like, right. well, how am I supposed to make friends, you know? Yeah, <laughs> they're not very welcoming. Yeah. Nah, so, yeah, I finally made the move three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> so after you broke up with your boyfriend? Um, I ended up staying in Perth for, like, a month just because I just – moving is a big thing. Yeah, you have so to I couldn't that. rush it. I had to find a house. But I booked my flight literally probably – a week after we broke up to oh, move wow. here. Oh, wow. Okay. Ready. You, yeah, you I was knew. ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was always in my heart that I needed to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you did it. Yeah, me I'm too. Really, I know. <laughs> I feel so at home. Oh, and it's been yay. three days. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Yeah. What were you doing <laughs> while you were in Perth? Um, When I first moved there, I was doing OnlyFans full time. Yeah. Um, my account was not really much at all, but it was enough to sort of like get me by and not yeah. have to stress about getting a job before I moved. I was also stripping. Okay. At the time, um, which was really in, fun. In Perth, sorry? Yeah. Yeah, because I did it back home for a little bit. Okay. Um, and then I decided to start working FIFO because my boyfriend at the time worked FIFO. And I found it really hard us both being away or him being away all the time. And I'd just be sitting at home with no friends. So I thought, yeah. if he's going to be away, why don't I go away and work at the same time? Yeah. And maybe I'll meet some people. Mm-hmm. So I did do FIFO for a couple months as well. Yeah. How was that, like being a female in such a male-dominated industry? To be honest, it wasn't actually that bad here in Australia because yeah. previously in New Zealand, I'm actually a qualified chippy. So oh, really? <laughs> yeah, That's so I'm a builder, cool. bit of a tomboy here. Um, but New Zealand was very bad to work with, okay. with men. Like you'd get timber thrown at you if you what? were shit or if you cut something wrong, they'd tell you you couldn't fucking do your job because you're a woman or blah, Sexist. Yeah, they were horrible to work for. Oh like it was That's disgusting. Awful. They only hired me because I was good for promo because the government paid them oh, to have women to work yeah, for them. I hate that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's really awful. <laughs> so, and they just made me sweep the floors and stuff. But here in FIFO was actually pretty good because the camp I worked with was 50-50 male and Really? Female. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I they're always really assumed... welcoming of women. Wow. Well, that's cool. Well, I mean, like, it's obviously a well-paid industry to be in. Yeah. And was it hard work? Like, would you say um, it was hard? My role wasn't specifically, like, my building job was way harder physically. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, but the tough part was, like, the long hours. Yeah. Like, I would be training at the gym at 2 in the morning to ensure I'm there at work and then go to sleep at 7 o'clock at night. And you oh. do that for a whole week straight. And you're working 12 and a half hour days away from home. So, That's like, crazy. It was draining, but my job wasn't physically hard, I don't think. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty fit. It wasn't hard to walk around and do some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that, those are long hours, though. Yeah. I could not do it. But you do get creepy people, obviously, still. Oh, I was yeah. about to ask <laughs> Is about anyone that. a bit, like, cringy? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I suppose, like, if you look at it like this, some people, males particularly, they've been away from home for three weeks. You see a little blonde girl walking past, you know, like, (laughs) anything looks good. (laughs) So your boyfriend at the time, he wasn't at the same camp. No, I didn't want to work at the same site, so I couldn't do that. So it was just the same timing that you were away. Just the same timing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Did it give you any sort of insight into, like, anything you thought he might have been doing or feeling like seeing these creepy guys oh, like wait yes. my boyfriend's away i definitely didn't think that he would be doing it but the amount of guys that have wives that oh, try head on oh, you try I to take imagine. you back to your room they'd be like oh, it doesn't matter you know like i'm here for five weeks wait, so what they'd come up to you and, and be yeah, like yeah they'd message me on instagram and stuff and they'd be like i know your room's close to mine oh like, my blah, goodness blah. i got forward. stalked on site yeah no <laughs> how do you deal with something like that 
Did you like go to your manager or something or like? Nah, because I didn't want to be that girl. No, you know, some yeah. girls take it too far and get guys in trouble for silly things. Okay. And it's like, didn't you want to be, be that person that. that like complained, like mm-hmm. never got to anything extreme. Yeah. yeah. But there was like a TikTok I made, like a stupid, like it was a real dumb one. It went viral for some reason, yeah. but you couldn't see what camp I was at, what room number, nothing. It was dark. And some guy commented, oh yeah, I'm in that block. I'm right next to you. Oh, what? And oh, I was like, oh no. What? How do you know what camp it is exactly? And yeah. then I was like, oh, I've actually moved rooms. He's like, yeah, I know. You're in the double story top block behind the gym in this one. I was like, what? He'd been <laughs> right. watching you. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That's scary. <laughs> is that why you moved rooms? Because no, okay. oh, no, they were just um, and got my permanent room, so I got a nicer one. So I had to. Okay, move. All right. it was very creepy. Oh my god! <laughs> Did you have to see him around after that? Oh, I don't know who he was because oh. his, t- his TikTok was like a you couldn't Random. see yeah. like a blank picture, yeah. anonymous. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I know. So just going back to your boyfriend, you guys obviously broke up. Did OnlyFans play a role in that at all, or a major, major really? Part, to be honest, yeah. Why? What happened? Um, obviously, like I said previously, like there was the part that the attraction wore off because the thrill of the long distance yeah, and living yeah. together. But he was very keen to make OnlyFans content when we first met. He knew that that's what I was. Yeah. He would be like, let's book a hotel. Let's do this video. Like, let's yeah. do this. And he was more for it than I was. Yeah. And then when we sort of were like living together, like if we stopped having sex, like normally we would never right. even do anything. Yeah. Just off camera. Right. So and all of a sudden he just over. like, yeah, oh. all of a sudden he just was like, I don't feel comfortable. Like he couldn't even get sexually attracted to me like hard or anything right. to make a video. He just felt that uncomfortable yeah. filming okay. for some reason. Just like out just of like out of nowhere. Yeah, that's so, so I don't know if something happened or yeah. <laughs> or what. Um, Maybe he got in his head about it or something. I don't know. Yeah. Because it's a pretty big deal, I mean, like being on someone's OnlyFans page. Yeah, like yeah. he was very discreet as well. It was always yeah. chest down, POV, that sort of style. But I couldn't be with someone that, like didn't couldn't no. do my job with me and he got really like funny about me talking to them online all the time I stopped right. stripping for him because it was like he didn't really like me giving other males attention when it's not it's not real no you know? yeah like, yeah exactly and we them, know that like but yeah yeah I guess like yeah they just think you're talking to other guys online so. yeah and I just knew my business was going to plummet if I had no boy girl content like yeah. you can only sell so much solo and I find doing solo all the time boring too yes you know? it does get repetitive mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so I was like well if you're not going to make this is make or break if you don't want to yeah, make content with any more than like and other stuff, obviously, but we, we cannot be together anymore. It's yeah. really good that you were, like, sure of what you wanted yes. to do and you're like, no, I'm going to stick to this job whether 100%. you're in it or not. So Yeah, well, because yeah. I was doing FIFO and OnlyFans at the same time and that was incredibly draining and the pay for FIFO was so shit. Like, people say it's good money, yeah, but it's, not that, it's really not that good of money. I yeah. could make that in, like, five hours, oh my, my weekly wow. thing. Wow. You know yeah. what? It's like I knew OnlyFans is what I wanted to pursue mm-hmm. and it was like – do I be in a shitty relationship and give up OnlyFans or can I try and gun it for OnlyFans and see if I can make it in that? Yeah. And I'm so glad I chose this oh my route. God. That's <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. So, Kenzie, I saw on your Instagram story the other day that you had a really awful experience at the doctor's office. Did you want to explain what happened? Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, pretty much I've had just like – I've had lots of health conditions with like my stomach and all this sort of stuff for like mm-hmm. a long time. And I went and got scans and there was things done wrong with my kidneys or whatever, yada, yada. But I went to the doctors to get my results back. And he pretty much said, um, yeah, you've got some like extra fat around your kidneys or whatever. Like that's pretty dangerous. So we need to get that sorted. And I was like, 
oh, okay, cool. So like, how do we, how do we go about this? How do we get this sorted? And his words were, well, you're severely overweight and you need to change your lifestyle quickly or you're going to die of kidney failure. What? And I just looked at him and I was like, but wait, what? Like Kenzie, Kenzie is slim. <laughs> like just for the listeners, like and also Kenzie so healthy. Yeah, like and like so freak. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like goes to the gym. What? How many days a week? Five, like five to six. Yeah, like, like loves fitness, loves health. That is the most insane thing for someone to say. Like I'm not lean to the point that I have a six pack of abs. Like I'm curvy, but in the right way. I'm very healthy with what I eat. Like yeah. there is a big line between severely overweight and what I'm sitting at yeah and like yeah <laughs> no one in their right mind looks at you and no. thinks overweight let, let alone severely overweight i like, honestly think that doctors just put your weight into some scale BMI. not taking into account that it's probably muscle and exactly. going oh wow it, this this device is telling me it's this it's you know? like bmi <laughs> if he's going off bmi it's yeah. so outdated but like use your eyes yeah use before your you, eyes before you, before you, you make, say something yeah. so insulting like that i just burst into tears especially don't like blame you as a woman you know well i feel like we all have body image issues and stuff like that to say that to a woman of like our age is just awful you don't know what someone's background is you don't know if they've struggled with things before to say something that is just it could ruin you know your day yeah like he has no idea that actually that is my background yeah I have probably the worst body dysmorphia you'll ever meet and I've had multiple eating disorders in the past so if I hadn't got out of that fully and he had said that to me at my worst like that could have been drastic like really bad yeah so you said that you've had eating disorders in the past. Are you happy to talk about yeah, that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I think it's something that needs to be brought more to light. Um, people brush it under the carpet yeah. and think that if someone's not in a hospital or at the other end of the scale looks wise that you can't have an eating disorder. But there is yeah. so much more behind that. A hundred percent. So what what has been your experience with it? Like how, how sort of when did it start and how did it start? So I've been at both ends of the spectrum with spectrum. Yeah. Both ends of eating disorders. So yeah. binge eating and anorexia and bulimia yeah. um, basically started in high school. I was super fit, um, but I've never, ever, ever been a lean bean. Like I've never been tiny, tiny. And you know, back in the day, thigh gaps were in, oh, yep. abs were in, like eating six grapes as a mm-hmm. lunch was an in That's thing yeah. and I just like I wasn't that girl and I yep. strive to be that girl mm-hmm. for my my entire teenage years to the point that I would never ever wear tight clothing if my friends had a birthday party at the pool wouldn't go because I never wore a bikini up until I was probably like 18 yeah and I'm 24 so that was not that long ago yeah um and then so one day I'd always hated my body um I'd wake up in the morning look in the mirror and cry and sit there like grabbing the fat on my stomach, wishing that I could just cut it off and yeah. it would be like over, yeah. like bad. Yeah. Um, but then one day, and it is not my friend's fault if she ever listens to this for introducing me to this diet, it was just the fad that yes. was in, um, introduced me to the shake diet. Um, it is very well known, I won't say it, because it is still around, Yeah. Um, where you technically replace two of your meals with these shakes, which are only 200 calories. Oh Bear in mind that is not a meal. No, that no. is not a meal. That is like a drink <laughs> to have um, with a meal. Yeah, so you would have two shakes a day, one snack, which would be considered like a handful of grapes, and then your dinner. And I was such an active person. I go to the gym. I played netball, volleyball, touch, and basketball all throughout the year, and I was eating 900 calories a day. That is so bad. So trigger warning to anyone that does do calories and stuff, like just be aware. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But that is a very unhealthy amount to eat. And I I did that for two years. For two years? (laughs) Oh, my God. Two years. I lost 10 kilos in six weeks. 
What? And I don't need to lose 10 kilos. I needed to probably lose two, three max. But I was like, every morning I was on the scales. I'm like, yes, kilo down, kilo yeah, down. Starve myself like, even more. Yeah, an addiction almost, yeah. It was horrible. And I still looked in the mirror. You could see my ribs. I was borderline anorexic. Yeah. And I looked in the mirror and were crying, so I'm still fat. Yeah, it's like the like, body dysmorphia, as you said. Yeah. It just gets yeah. so like, deep into your brain yeah. that you, can't, you won't believe anything else. You're literally else. brainwashed. And People think, would be yeah. like, you're, there's nothing left of you. Can't even yeah. stand up and work a full day. I was building at the time. I couldn't carry anything. Yeah, yeah. And it is such a mental thing. And I think that's what, like, funnily enough, doctors don't even realise sometimes that it is a mental health issue and that it's all it's in your head doesn't matter what you look like what Mm. size you are you could weigh 200 kilos and have an eating disorder you know because you could be under eating for your weight or whatever I tried to go to the doctors about it and they didn't think that my case was serious enough yeah because I wasn't to the point that I was crippling and needed to be in hospital Mm -hmm. I was borderline that yeah but they were just like Oh, like it's fine. Like you just need to learn to eat. It's okay. It's like it's not no, that simple. It doesn't work like that, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but then eventually, I did start to like. There'd be snacks in the drawer at my ex's house, and I would slowly take a biscuit, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, if I see into the world. I just ate one Oreo. I'm gonna gain so much weight." Mm-hmm. But eventually, it would be more than one Oreo. It would be more and more and more, and then I started to just like grab snacks and hide in my room and eat the whole thing because it was so good and I hadn't had things like this yeah. for over two years. Yeah, like, so um, like binging. Yeah, But then it got to like the very serious point of binging. Yeah. Like people think binging is eating a whole packet of Oreos. No. No, it was five packets of Oreos. It was two full blocks of chocolate. Like it anything was that's like in the house. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. anything and anything and there is nothing going through your brain. You are just eating it and mm-hmm. you don't even feel sick or anything. You can't taste it. It's yeah. just like get it in me yeah because like, your body has been stuffed so long mm, it's like i need everything deprived yeah deprived yeah literally. but i would be doing it in my car i would go to the supermarket and buy everything that i ever wanted to eat and i'd sit in my car for hours and force myself to eat the whole thing yeah and then go make myself be sick because yeah. i was like oh my god what have i done yeah and it was just like people don't understand that side of no. the eating disorders either because yeah i mean i've struggled with that as well and it is just like when you st- like deprive your body of something for so long yeah. and you, you know your body's like i need to f- refuel myself so that that's its way of doing that and mm. you're right like you go into this like tunnel vision you don't taste anything you can't no. think anything you can't feel you anything. can't stop but like, then you when, actually can't you stop you can't stop but then when you're <laughs> done it's like this whole like guilt and shame that just like oh it's just the worst feeling in the world and you then you get depressed because you're like i shouldn't have done and that and then you starve yourself and, and it's, it's just, just honestly it's a vicious cycle, cycle. Yeah, yeah it's really awful yeah. yeah so with everything that you've been through where are you at now with your eating training lifestyle how are you going just life in general everything yeah. Eating, definitely so much better. Like, obviously, there is days every now and then that, like, I feel a bit like, oh, guilty, I shouldn't have eaten that. But definitely just... You have to enjoy your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. And there's so many memories you can make with friends, like, going out for food and going away on holidays. Like, you don't want to... You don't want to be sad about that stuff all the time. Um, And I love training now. And I train for the right reasons now. I want to be fucking strong. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to be able to deadlift, like, huge amounts. I saw you hip thrust. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At first, that's my game. (laughs) So I like to feel good about myself and strong and I'm not striving to be skinny or mm-hmm. anyone else anymore. I'm just sort of vibing with being yourself, being with you, you. what I am. But yeah. I don't think my business would be doing as well as it is now if I was still worried about what I looked like 24-7. Yeah. Or like and I feel like, like being that. in the industry, we really do have to have a really strong sense of self and yeah. be really happy with yeah. ourselves. Yeah. yeah, so there's obviously days, but most of the time, yeah, definitely so much better. Yeah. Oh, yay. Good to hear. <laughs> 
Well, thanks so much for coming on our podcast, Kenzie. That's okay. Thank you for having me. We've loved having you. We have. Do you want to give yourself a little plug for socials? Um, I mean, I don't know how long my Instagram is going to last. It seems to get banned. (laughs) (laughs) But for now, it's just Kenzie Greaves um, with two S's at the end. And all my links are on there. Thank you. Chuck her a follow. (laughs) (laughs) To finish off today, we have our Do You Remember? What have you got for me? Okay, so this could be a bit niche. I don't know. I'm hoping you'll relate to it. Okay. When I was like, I reckon grade four, grade five, Mm -hmm. there was these books that came out about fairies. I know. Oh, so like Holly the Christmas Fairy. Yes. I know the ones. (laughs) I was obsessed with these books. Did you have one with your name? No, there was no Annie the Fairy. I obviously never got one with my spelling ever. Yeah. Was there a tailor with a Y? Maybe. Yeah, okay. I feel like surely. But I never had one. Like I all know. my friends, all my girlfriends had a fairy and yes. I just yeah. It's like Annie's actually kind of common. Like there should be a fairy, but there's not. Yeah. Anyway, I was obsessed with them. And so much so that I told my parents I wanted my own fairy. And okay. so they got me to write a letter to a fairy, put it under my bed pillow, go to school. I came home and there was a letter from this fairy called Artemis. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God, I've got my own fairy. There was, like, glitter everywhere. I was like, oh, my God, fairies are real. Yeah. I have my own. And then I kept writing her letters and every time I would, I would tell my parents about it. Anyway, some time went past. I didn't write any letters. And then, like, six months later, I was like, hmm, haven't heard from Artemis for a while. Why Artemis? I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but so I'm writing these these letters and – um. I, yeah, so I put one under my pillow. I didn't tell my parents. Okay. Because I was a bit suspicious because the handwriting looks suspiciously like my stepdad's. Okay. And I was like, I've got a theory here. Let's test it out. Wrote the letter, left it under my pillow, came home from school, nothing. Oh. I knew Artemis it was my down. stepdad. <laughs> and I didn't come up with the name. It, he made it up. And he, he went with it like there were pages and pages of handwritten notes from oh, that's my so stepdad. Cute. It was so cute. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. That's sort of, that's my one. I do remember the fairies. Yeah. I didn't have a fairy though. Yeah. My do you remember is very niche. And the only reason that I have brought this up is because one of my sisters sent me a TikTok about it. Okay. So I realised, okay, maybe it wasn't just us being little weirdos. Yeah. But when we were kids, we used to have ice cream for dessert every single night. Yeah. And my sisters and I would mix it so much. Yes. That it, it was like butter. Yes. And called it butter. It was the best. Yeah. When you like hand whip it. Okay. I'm glad we weren't the ice. only ones. <laughs> but what was the best is you put a little bit of like chocolate sauce in there or something yeah. and then whip it and it was like chocolate flavoured. Yeah. Or Milo. Would you oh, ask Oh, I Milo? haven't done yeah. that. And then um, there was three of us and we'd always, like someone would try and eat the slowest. So like say one of my sisters would yeah. finish and I'd be like, ha I've still got all mine left because oh I was God. pretending to eat. I didn't do that. <laughs> That's so funny. That's probably just nasty girl things. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a sister back then. <laughs> but, yeah, that's mine. I'm glad you made your ice yes. cream to butter too. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, guys. All of our details will be in the show notes. Make sure you write into us anything you want us to talk about or any questions that you have. We are very open books. Make sure you check us a follow on Instagram, TikTok to keep updated and subscribe on Spotify and Apple. <laughs> And we'll talk to you next time. See ya. Double dice. Double dice. <laughs>